It's summertime. Ladies looking hot, shaking up what they got. Elephant man and cat, come on. David. This is Jack. David, uh, hot off the heels of our last episode. Thanks again to Miriam and Quinn. I, I love that episode and can't wait to have him back on the show. Absolutely. That was great. It's nice to have, uh, nice to prove that we have friends and that people listen to us. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, if you listen to the first nine episodes of the show, uh, your inclination would probably be, who would ever want to be around those two? And you know what? We proved that at least for an hour. At least two people. At least two. Would it be maybe more than two? Maybe not, but we got two. Look, we're not we're not at, we're not setting our, our our dreams too high. You know, you yeah. don't set them high, you're never disappointed. Lowered expectations. That's the motto of this show. That's why we're called underemployed. Uh, As uh, Homer said, you know, trying is the first step first towards failure. 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 <laughs> the important thing is never try. Kids, you tried your best and you failed miserably. The lesson is never try. And uh, so, David, how are how's the new living situation been treating you now that you've had a few weeks to kind of get acclimated? Uh, it's great. The the house is awesome. The only thing that we're still sort of working on at this point is just getting more furniture together. Um, but you know, that's a small problem. Yeah, and uh, then and have you gotten the uh, TV situation figured out yet? Yeah, we have we have one in the bedroom, and then we have one in another room. Okay. That's good. Any, I, I always say any house that with less than two televisions is, is sort of, eh. yeah. <laughs> I don't think highly of it. Hide the money, y'all! There's poor people around! <laughs> with your broke ass! Uh, and so in the last... I, I, really, I really am concerned with what you feel about our house. Um, you should. <laughs> I'll see the housewarming. Anyway, uh, so you and also uh, you and Bethany will be going up to Maine. Uh, actually, after we record this, soon after we record this tonight, Thursday. Yep, we will be leaving at some point this evening, uh, Thursday, July twenty sixth, uh, the year of our Lord. And uh, you know, we'll be we'll be doing the thing. We'll be going up to see my parents, going to a uh, beer festival in Portland on the 28th. How was that festival last year? Because I know you went last year. Yeah, same festival. Um, different different sort of deal this year. Last year they had uh, a shipping container full of beer from Iceland. Ooh. That was a piece to the thing. I don't think such a thing is happening this year. Not for this one at least. But, uh, you know, there'll be plenty of delicious beer. So I'm not super worried about it. Yeah, and it's always good to see your parents. Um, yes, more importantly, it is always great to see my parents. I only get to see them but twice a year anymore, just with them living in Maine and me not. Yeah, uh, yes, because Maine, uh, for those of you not on the East Coast, is uh, not right next to Virginia. So it yeah. is a, it's about a, 600, according to Google Maps, 600 miles. Yeah, which is not, you know, it's a little bit of adventure, but we make it happen. I visited them uh, last week at this time. I did the same thing you did, left Thursday night, got there Friday. Uh, always nice to see your folks. They, they, housed me whenever we had there was a blizzard and they fed me which was not always the easiest thing to do given how uh rotund picky. i was and picky. picky 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 and fat was an interesting combination but i made it work uh so your parents still found a way to make it work i always appreciate that lots of breakfast sausage oh oh, oh. 
turkey sausage for days on end. Hey, where's Fatty Fatty 2x4 can't fit through the kitchen door? After that, I went up to Weldmain, which uh, for anyone listening, uh, you've never heard of Weldmain. It's about two hours outside of Portland. It's very small. There's no cell service, that kind of Maine. You know, yeah, you make- I found out uh, just how limited the cell service was because the day my parents were up in Weld visiting your family was mm-hmm. the day I bought a car. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, that's that's the other news we're breaking yeah. on this podcast yeah, is right. that I am now a car owner. Airhorn, Airhorn, <laughs> Airhorn, David, tell them who you, what you got. I have a 2015 Volkswagen Jetta sedan. As the uh, as the manufacturer describes it, tornado red. Mm. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's good for mileage, although for red, not that you speed anyway, but the old saying that's red cars are more likely to get pulled over for speeding tickets. Yeah, but I'm driving a jet. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's it's the uh, what is it from it Horrible be- Bosses? You want to explain why you were doing sixty-one in a twenty-five zone, one block from the victim's house, just moments after he got shot dead? I was drag racing. I'm a drag racer. You were drag racing mm. in a Prius. I don't win a lot. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's. I mean. It's not a Prius. It's not that level of like sluggishness in a car. But I'm not driving a Ferrari. I'm not driving a Supra. I'm not driving, you know, some other something else. Like it's just a basic stock Volkswagen Jetta. It's pretty comfortable. Only has forty-five thousand miles on it. Still under factory warranty. Ooh, that's even nice. That's better. You're not getting a lot of yeah. at that point. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of mileage are you getting on that on that car? Um. Uh, I don't know. I haven't, like, I, I bought the car uh, two weeks ago now and still haven't filled up the tank yet. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm still walking most places. I'm not driving long distances. So far, the only distance driving that I've done is taking it down to Richmond and back. Which is like an hour, it's, it's an hour from Fredericksburg? Yeah, Richmond is about 50 miles. So, yeah. So, I don't know, did that on a quarter tank, of, did that on just about a quarter tank of gas. Yeah, there you go. Uh, well, shout out to my Kia Soul. I had it fully filled, and from False Church, I got to about halfway through Connecticut before I needed to fill it up with gas. So, you're in the market for a new car, just always remember the hip-hop hamsters. I'm sure Bethany and I will probably fill up. The, probably need to fill up somewhere around New York. It won't be too bad. Yeah, hopefully. And then, so when I got to Maine also, um, I decided to go hiking. And when I say decided, I mean I got coerced into hiking. Uh, David, what's my stance on hiking? Um, you don't do the outdoors, period. So yeah. I imagine your stance on hiking is never again. Uh, yeah, it was a pretty much never before. It's definitely a never again. Uh, the only benefit to the hiking was uh, I got a pretty good Instagram post quality from it because those pictures were pretty dope. Uh, other than that, I uh, on the way down, because Tumble Down in Maine is pretty much just rock. I mean, there's no f- flat surface for miles. It's just rock. Uh, I twisted my ankle. Cracked my ankle and nearly broke my ankle. Which, you know, if you're climbing down a mountain, wouldn't have exactly been easy to do. Especially because the nearest hospital in Maine is about 20 miles away. Again, Weld is not near the center of anything. So, I... You've also never been, let's be frank, the most agile of sorts. I'm surprisingly agile for someone my size and my skin tone. You're quite top-heavy, too. Also, yes. 
Uh, got a solid B cup up here, so it doesn't really conduce itself to agility, but that's a fair point. Dang, look at them titties! I, uh... Managed to survive, iced it, ankle's doing okay. Uh, thank you for everyone who, in the minute between me describing the injury and the aftermath, uh, prayed for me. Not necessary. I'm doing all right. And then... Uh, uh, and tweeted our support. We appreciate yes, all uh, that. that. We see you. Hashtag, <laughs> the, brand, the brand is getting stronger, if not strong already. We, we appreciate all y'all. So I cracked my phone screen when I was at your parents. and then, You were nonplussed about your time in Maine. Uh, and because on Sunday, I was planning to leave about 12-ish to go down to Rhode Island to see my cousin before I came back down here. I got a flat tire the night before. There was a small nail in my tire, which delayed the process. Uh... The second flat tire, I guess, after my almost broken ankle. And it was just a fucking... It worked, but it was just a... Yeah. every. It seemed like everything that was trying to go wrong... Murphy's the, Law! Yes, uh, uh, and not the Murphy Lee debut studio album, as we've referenced before. No, this was anything that could go wrong was going wrong. But Oh, it certainly did. We per, I persevered. I had the same faith in David and Bethany to get up to Maine with no issues. Um, although, if something should happen... Uh, I don't know, PJ can host the show. And uh, we... <laughs> so, the important thing is, uh, if you're looking for a vacation spot, try Maine. Yeah, Portland's got incredible food and beer and art, and then you're not far from some really awesome nature. Acadia National Park, I think it's only about an hour away. Mm -hmm. uh, the Botanical Gardens, the Bath Iron Works, and Bath, Maine. Na Maine has a lot of places named after nouns. Hmm. <laughs> I've noticed. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that, but that would sort of describe... Maine is its own entity. Even when people just think of the East Coast, I don't think anyone ever thinks of the state of Maine. No. No, absolutely not. And I like to think of Maine as, uh, you know... Grow growing up, we always ended up going to the same place in Maine, um, which is a town called Lisbon Falls, and... Um, to put it nicely, Lisbon Falls is a dump. <laughs> and that's that's me putting it nicely. Yeah, a lot of Maine is like that. Again, if you're going to weld, you make a wrong turn. All of a sudden, you run into a line of trailers that really look like they were probably meth trailers. Oh, absolutely. With with Lisbon Falls, it was an old mill town. Is an old mill town, I should say. Mm -hmm. um, and so you know, that employed 60-70% of the town. So when the mill closes up and... All the other sort of stores that rely, everything else in town sort of shuts down because they relied on that mill providing most of the town with employment. And therefore, you know, the restaurants and stores and everything else sort of revolved around that mill. And when the mill closed, it never recovered. It was just a sad, depressing place to bring, you know, a nine, ten-year-old kid <laughs> And it's unfortunately common in a lot of that area of Maine where there's just not a lot going for it anymore. Um, yeah. And that's just, but, uh, but as David mentioned, it's parts of Maine beyond the rust, just beautiful. And, uh, you know, yeah. My theory is that every white person uh, in the mid Atlantic goes to vacation in Maine. So here you go. Here's I mean, that's why they call them. So that's why they call the, call the state vacation land. It, they, 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 you know, they know what their role is. And I appreciate that. It's like Hawaii, but you know, not as expensive. <laughs> Hawaii, but not as expensive. <laughs> also true. You can get there in a car too. That's one of the benefits over Hawaii. And, uh, so because Sorry, our, Kornheiser. because, because our last episode, uh, had two lady and we did not discuss one iota of sports. 
not a and, s- and that's not sim- we didn't simply not discuss sports because there were ladies we didn't discuss sports because our guests don't care about sports right and we are the we are guest friendly on this show we care about our our guests more than we care about ourselves but we do have as david told me earlier we have about a month of sports stories to kind of just catch up on i'll start with one for you that france won the world cup this is what two weeks ago three weeks ago mm-hmm Mm-hmm. They won uh, four to two. Uh, I unfortunately oh. missed the game, but it was an exciting, you know, game. Oh, I missed it too. I was working, um, so I watched it uh, on replay at home after I got off of work. I was up probably up to about four in the morning watching it, and uh, wow, that was quite a game. Killian Mbappe killing you guys is I. We're gonna be, we're gonna be, we're gonna remember his name for a long time to come. He's 19. He won best young player at the tournament. He was easily in contention for best player at the tournament. And God, that France team was just so good from top to bottom. You know, the, the defense was moved as a unit and worked really well. The midfield was incredible. And but anytime you can put, you know, a player like Pogba and Conte and Matuidi on the field all together at the same time, you're gonna do work and then that attacking band that they have of Griezmann uh, Giroud uh, Mbappe Coman uh, Dembele the France national team feels like a FIFA ultimate team that someone like had to spend an insane amount of money to build Ronaldo Cristiano Ronaldo moved to Juventus um, which is pretty impressive and kind of amazing Considering that he's 33 and that he's still going to be one of the highest paid players in the world. And he's he's still a physical specimen, is is on, the honest truth about it. Um, Even if he's lost a step in the quality, which, you know, just naturally happens. Hey, no, 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 no. The quality is all still there. What he's lost, what he's probably lost is like a step or two on the acceleration. His top speed is still phenomenal. Um, you know, he's still arguably one of the fastest guys. He was arguably one of the fastest guys in uh, La Liga last year, and he will definitely be one of the fastest guys in uh, Serie A this year. Um but it takes him, you know, instead of five steps to get to top speed, it takes him like eight, ten. Yeah. But, you know, when you're 33 and you've been ru- essentially running for 30 years or so, that's just going to especially, especially when he's been putting his dick on people's shoulder at the professional <laughs> level since he was 17. Very true. You know, he's been doing this for professionally for almost half his life. And now let's think of, was the, I think there might have been another 33-year-old who was even a wunderkid at 17 who also switched teams within the last month. Uh, can't um, quite... I, I, you know, it's, I'm drawing a blank. Um, I have it in my notes somewhere. Uh, this LeBron James, does that sound right? I, I guess? Yeah, it's weird that he has two capital letters in his first name. Sounds kind of French. But he's going to... Uh, not the Utah Jazz. He's shame. Joined... What a shame. Yeah, really uh, missing out on an opportunity there. I, I will say this, David. We were firmly... I, I You brought me around to the idea of LeBron going to Utah. Now, Salt Lake City might not be in LeBron's best interest where he wants to be a film star, a movie producer, or go out to get a beer at 11 o'clock at night, maybe. Um, but Utah as a team could have worked for him. Yeah. 
It's unfortunate. But what's not unfortunate, as I sit here and I look at, oh, I don't know, posters of, of wonderful times past of the Los Angeles Lakers, is that LeBron is headed west, wearing that purple and gold. He's going to be, uh, it actually happened, fun fact, David, do you know what day it happened? Happened on your birthday. That's right, July 1st, uh, 2018. But even after, I thought you getting me Taco Bamba on my birthday was going to be the peak of my birthday. Nope. It was uh, LeBron going to my favorite basketball team. And uh, selfishly, that makes me a happy man. Yeah, there's nothing I can do to compete with that. Uh, no, oh, that's, I mean, no, you're right. <laughs> yeah, nope. <laughs> but the important thing is I'm happy. Uh, speaking of me being happy, uh, sports-wise, we had talked a couple of episodes ago that I... I hold on, we oh. can't just walk away from the Lakers yet. I true, truly think true. that this team and this season going forward is going to try LeBron's, air quotes, leadership now for, as, for, like, nothing else. For between who, JaVale McGee, McGee, Lance Stevenson, Stevenson Rajon Rondo. And Michael Beasley recently. So. Oh, be yeah. easy. So, for those of you who and, don't And, that's, and the worst thing is, yeah. Beasley going to a cannabis-friendly state. Oh, man. He will be so unproductive. <laughs> And so not He is focused. just going to be so high <laughs> every all the single time. For those of you that don't really follow basketball that closely, the players we just named have all had really interesting reputations as colorful, colorful, colorful personalities. Lance Stevenson yeah. is uh, just a, a living meme. Yeah, that's he's an enigma. That's the nicest way I will say it. Rajon Rondo, if he doesn't love his head coach basically is uncoachable he's had his own issues he looks like a teenage mutant ninja turtle uh him and mbappe that's right both look like ninja turtles which you know on the other hand you know what there's worse animals to look like uh and the worst cartoons to look like uh javale mcgee McGee. is a walking talking knucklehead he's the definition of a at at the same time two-time nba champion Champion and slam dunk contest runner-up so he got robbed. He, he absolutely pers- got robbed. He is a, speaking of that, w- wingspans that, that we talked about two episodes ago. That, uh, that Blake Griffin dunk was bullshit. He didn't even go over the full card. JaVale dunked two balls at different hoops at the same time. Yes, that's really hard to do. And then Michael Beasley, who we mentioned, um, was the DC number two. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, he's a local boy. I forgot about that. And then he was the number two pick overall, and basically his whole career was sort of a... Uh, Behind Derrick Rose, wasn't it? Yes, and um, he just was disappointing. He couldn't really do anything for that team, and uh, for the Heat that drafted him, he's always had either drug issues, commitment issues. He's been a little better the last couple of years as he's accepted a role player, but all the guys we mentioned... Are, are it's like the Lakers are trying to negate the good of the LeBron signing. But they're all one-year deals, so maybe they're just trying to trade them. I don't know. And, uh, you know, you've also got... here. Here's what, what I'm going to be interested to see is how LeBron works with this young core. Mm-hmm. I, you've got Kuzma, you've got Ingram, Ball. you've got Ball. Um, Josh Hart, who's in their summer league, Josh really Hart, good, and he played yeah. last year. I think that would be a good... As we said, if there's anybody who can truly... To, who can tell LeVar Ball to shut the hell up and have it actually mean something, it is LeBron James. Would you please shut the hell up? Which, we, as a Laker fan, one can only hope he'll do because uh, LeVar will listen to nobody and he is a, uh, well, he might be, to quote 
once again, the great late Charlie Murphy. A habitual line stepper. Thank you. He's a habitual line stepper. So, you know, as a Laker fan, I'm as happy for the LeBron signing as I am. Very confused and very scared and very uh, scared for uh, the other signings. But you know what? That'll be a hell of a team to watch. Can we also talk about the fact that you, the obnoxious Kobe fans in LA yeah. who painted over that LeBron mural? Let me state this for the record. I love Kobe. I really do. Grew up watching Kobe for most of his career. He's, a, he's an egotistical megalomaniac. Yes. Um, as most of the greats are. But Kobe, LeBron's better. LeBron is better than Kobe. Like that, I, It didn't take LeBron signing with the Lakers for me to say that LeBron's better than Kobe. He's got a better, other than titles, LeBron's got the better resume than and, Kobe Bryant. And like, if we're exclusively going off the titles argument, Derek Fisher then is a better player right, than that's LeBron. Right, why, that's why I hated, and it became a huge thing when LeBron didn't have any, was rings became an argument. It's like, that's a big piece, but it's not the defining factor of someone's career. I would absolutely say that Dan Marino as an NFL quarterback is yeah. better than Joe Flacco. Yeah, and well, let's see. I would also I would also say that Charles Barkley is better than Derek Fisher. Okay, I mean you didn't have to go Ravens and Lakers as the examples specifically there, but I mean fair. Uh, I, but I did. Joe, but I did. Joe Flacco um, is a is a great man. That's all I'll say. He's not on he's the very. He's gonna get forced out. Of, he's gonna get that. He is on the hottest of seats right now. Lamar Jackson is going to blow his world up. True, but you know what? Lamar Jackson doesn't have eliteness. <laughs> he doesn't have an elite arm. Thank you. And um, so doesn't have a who's. So the the, <laughs> the who's. <laughs> now you take the hoose. The moose? The hoose! The hoose! Is this right? Ah! Turn off the noozle! The noodles? What noodles? The noozle at the end of the hoose! But back to the Lakers. Uh, that will be the most interesting team to keep an eye on because that is a team that could equally be a playoff threat as they are a team that could just implode. Oh, I'm... I'm, I'm gonna take the under on them this year. I think that, um, they're picking up a bunch of cat they're picking up a bunch of sort of contracts to fill space and yeah, be trade bait basically no i don't even think they're necessarily going to be trade bait i think they're just gonna you know or let them expand go, yeah. they're just gonna fill the roster they're probably told lebron hey look this season's gonna be kind of a wash and then they're gonna get Kawhi yeah. in 2019 yeah and you know what it's um and again realistically as a laker fan they're a four or five seed which is yeah. fine. They'll win. I think they can win a playoff round. They'll probably not get to the, they probably won't get to the conference finals. That's okay. Oh, no. Not between, not with Houston and the Warriors. Warriors no. And, and or go, the, well, I'd, I'd say the Pelicans, but Cousins is gone and he yeah. was, well, he, um, I don't know. I also don't think the Cousins thing's a huge signing. I know it was, you told me, which I, I was away from the TV when I found out I was amazed by it. But then you, uh, there is, very little track record of guys with Achilles, torn Achilles coming back in basketball, much less 300 pounders coming back from torn Achilles in basketball. So I think it's a great situation for Cousins where this is also his last chance to prove he can be on a team and not. He also doesn't, he doesn't have to do much with this team. No, he can like, come back in March. He yeah, he like he can take his time recouping. They will be fine without him. They've still got Zaza, so mm-hmm. they've still got a big man on the inside. I think Pachulia like, left. I think he went to either Milwaukee or some other team. Detroit. He lives in Detroit. Oh well. And they don't yeah, have McGee. Then, that, oh, you know, then the, that does kind of move the timetable up. They'll be fine. Um, yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, the Warriors will. They still they still got Clay, Steph, and uh, KD. 
Yeah. Then yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And Draymond as a four option is pretty good. Yeah, and, and Draymond, they'll be fine. And uh, so yes, the basketball season is interesting, even if LeBron did not go to the Utah Jazz like we had. Uh, hoped for the sake of this show. And um, I had also gone to the Derby a couple of weeks ago, which uh, was as described. It felt like I was in Santa's workshop and Santa just threw toys at my head and said, take these young little boy. And uh, in the gift of home runs, he threw baseballs right at my head and it was a wonderful experience. Uh, David, did you see it? No. No. I was working. Oh, well, you should have asked off for work that night. It was a special event, and especially because you knew I was there. But beyond that, I want to thank, ironically enough, despite, uh, despite, you know, I want to thank... constant beratements of him? Yeah, I want to thank PJ Anderson, who we've given a lot of shit for, and I can't stress enough, every second of it was just deserved. Like, can't not stress that enough. But, you know, PJ and my friend Brian, uh, we went. It was so fun. It felt like we were kids again. It's in Cleveland next year. We seriously talked at the end about why don't we just go to Cleveland and do it again because the home run derby is adrenaline and addicting. And I want to thank uh, Br- the aforementioned on this show, Brittany Morgan, who was working that night and we had a really nice talk. And so I want to thank everybody for making that night really special for me beyond the fact that I got to see a lot of dingers and I got to feel like a kid on Christmas who op- every time you opened a gift, it was just more dingers. Dingers, Santa, I just want dingers. It was really fun and special. We also, in non-sports news, we talked about at the end of our last episode with Quinn and Miriam, uh, we talked about the Thai children. They were in the middle of the rescue process. David, what's the result? Uh, All the children have been rescued safely without any help from that asshat Elon Musk. (laughs) Yeah, that was the other interesting development from the entire rescue operation was... uh, in Towards the end of the... like I mean, day before, they were going to wrap up because they had a very strict timeline of when they could get them out. Elon Musk, uh, well, David, you could probably describe it better than I can. I'll let you, I'll okay. let you tell the story. Because so, if I do it, it's going to get yeah. expletive laden and then sure. just And then Elon Musk will come for us. Yeah. Um, so Elon Musk announces on Twitter that he is building a submarine that can, uh, probably, I don't know, fuel efficient or whatever the fuck Elon Musk is going to do with a submarine that can help save these children uh, he wants it there, and then, as people on Twitter pointed out, and a lot of people, hey, not only is that not time efficient because you have to build an entire submarine, test an entire submarine, get a submarine from, uh, I guess, I'm wherever guessing, it's the, being built to Thailand. To Thailand, which is again, much like Maine is to Virginia, not next door. And someone who pointed this out on Twitter, and I don't remember exactly who, but Elon Musk's response, David, was. Well, the Navy SEAL helping them is a pedophile. Yeah. Now, that is a very strong accusation. It's not a... That's not a term you can just throw out lightly. Hey, you're a pedophile. I, I don't know. That's that's some Azalea Bank level of, of trolling. And yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't just sort of wander around calling someone a pedophile in, in good-natured fun. Right. Hey, what's up, you pedophile? Yeah, you and, I, you and I have known each other for a long time, and we've never really gone to that level of, hey, what's up, my no. dude? Hey, pedophile. It's not really... Yeah. Now, they tell you in the Boy Scouts, if you get lost... Stay in one place and wait for them to find you. Stay in one place? I prefer my Boy Scouts to move around a little. So Elon Musk, um, again, David being calm and reserved, I will say for him, Elon Musk, kind of a dick, kind of a shithead. Mm-hmm. And David will agree, and David will be polite and move on. But more importantly than Elon Musk and his dickish ways, uh, congrats to all 12 of the Thai children who made it out successfully. And hopefully they never go spelunking again. 
Yeah, I. Oof. Yeah, as I, as you as we said last episode, there are better team building exercises than spelunking. There are. There really are. Uh, especially in especially in the monsoon season in Thailand. Yeah, that's also another. Uh, just I don't know. Look at the weather forecast for the next forty eight hours and say, ah, you know what? Let's hold off till Monday. So, David, anything else? Um, no, I, I think I'm, I think I'm doing okay with just that. Um, yeah, doing fine. All right. Uh, looking forward to getting out of town for a little bit. Um, it's just been nice to get away and, uh, not have to deal with stuff. Yeah. That's always That'll a pleasant good. experience where you can just sort of relax. You'll be with your girlfriend and your parents and just sort of be able to mm-hmm. kind of get away from you know, work stress, it, you know, or home stress, anything like that. It's a chance to just kind of breathe in and breathe out. Yeah, it'll be nice to get away from work for a little bit. Uh, it has been sort of emotionally draining lately. Um, mm. People at work and, uh, you know, life in general is just sort of taking its toll. So it'd be nice to not have to worry about it for a little bit and get away. Want to get away? Well, for sure. And then also along those lines actually kind of wanted to end the episode by saying I know when we recorded the, we recorded the last episode on the 8th and dropped on the 9th on the 10th I gave my notice to my job which we had mm-hmm. uh, Quinn and I had actually had mentioned on the show and then she and I had talked about that after we recorded it I don't know if that sort of influenced it but maybe subconsciously it did where I just was at work and realized I like the job for what it is I really I, I appreciate a lot of the people I work with, or if any of them are listening to this, I work with a lot of really good people. I mean that, but as we've talked about, it's not a job that lends itself long-term. It's not something I, it's a part-time gig. And I just realized that I really want to focus on doing something along these lines. I have a sort of plan in my head that hopefully works, including getting a demo reel, all this little stuff set up. But, you know, I, I gave my notice, uh, I gave them a month. I wanted to still get a little bit more time on the paycheck and give them time to find a replacement. But August 17th it is looking like my last day. So, you know, I just wanted to end the episode by kind of saying that you're not ever bound to your job. And while it's not always smart to just leave a job without something directly behind it, if you feel that sometimes you got to bet on yourself, you know? Yep. You absolutely do. If you don't bet on yourself, nobody else will. Right. And that's the best way to teach it. So, Episode 11 of Underemployed. We appreciate y'all listening again. Uh, we, as David has mentioned, we appreciate anyone who listens to us uh, continuously. You know who you we are. We do. We do genuinely appreciate you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, job status aside, you know, don't ever let it get you down in life. Even from David and I, there's always ways to get around it. But uh, we will be back next time. We will have another, another episode, whether it's just us or whether we find, uh, you know, maybe another special guest down the road. We'll, we'll make it work. Yes, indeed. All right. And uh, it's been a pleasure, y'all. Take care. Men that strip away everything you see, the main reason that I feel like a lame piece of shit. I sound cranky and bitter, complain, beef, and pick up about the same things. Because when I look at me, I don't see what they see. I feel up same greedy and lately. I've been contemplating escaping to get away and go wherever this road takes me. It's making me crazy. What's in my...
Hey, yo, hold up, son. Bring that beat back. Hey, yo, guys, this is Jack from Underemployed. Look, I know we produced the episode, we made the episode, but I forgot until after I made it that something else happened on All-Star Weekend. It wasn't just the Home Run Derby. It was the day before the Celebrity Softball Game. Guess who DJ'd? None other than DJ Diesel, a.k.a. Shaquille O'Neal, my hero and America's hero. And the thing I forgot to mention on the podcast was that when I went to the softball game, and by the end of it, I went down to the first row of the right center field stands at Nats Park, I was wearing my Shaq jersey and a Laker hat. And Shaq looked at us in the stands, and he looked up to where my friends were. They were still over the center field pavilion. And he looked at me, and he pointed at me. That's right. Shaq pointed at me. He acknowledged my existence. You understand how great that feels to have your personal hero say, Hey, I see you, person. You exist. It was the best feeling I've ever had in my life. One of the best. I could not have let this episode go without mentioning that. Appreciate y'all listening. We'll be back in a couple weeks. Peace.